Hello, dear listener, welcome to Charity Chat. I'm your host, Samuel Davies. In this episode, Vicky Luck and I had the pleasure of speaking to May Alcaruni, founder and CEO of Globechain, winners of the Business Green Leaders Circular Economy of the Year Award 2018. Vicky and I spoke to May about how charities can benefit from reuse and recycling, and indeed how charities can themselves become part of the circular economy. It was a fascinating, exciting and enlightening conversation. So without further ado, here is May Alcaruni speaking to Vicky Luck and I about the work of Globechain. May Alcaruni, welcome to Charity Chat. Hello. So you're from Globechain. Yes. It'll be wonderful to hear a bit more about the background of the organisation and the setup and really your story behind it. Yeah. Um, So basically Globechain is a a marketplace. So we connect corporate companies to charities and small business to reuse unwanted items. It's about redistributing what companies think is waste, um, but redistributing it to the charities and small businesses. So we do that in a, almost like a free eBay way, and we collect data on social impact. So we break down social, economic, and environmental impact of the giving. Um, and the reason I set it up, um, I worked in banking around 15 years ago. And, um, it was our, quite a change then. It was a big change, kind of going from an unethical to an ethical kind of <laughs> position. Uh, but they weren't so bad, but what they did do is we moved offices across the road and um, they came around and said to me, pick your new table chair, carpet colour, and I thought, what are you doing with all this stuff? Um, and they were throwing it away. And it just got me thinking, like, why is no one digitalised waste? And Airbnb and Uber were just hitting the market. So I thought, let me just test something on the side, do a bit of a project and see if anyone's interested in doing something like that. So um, I self-funded it, spent £800, I set up a prototype, and I picked up the phone, and the first client that trialled with me was an Arcadia group. Wow! <laughs> so okay. we did it. Yeah, so we did it for a year for free with them, and it was around fixtures and fittings. So mm-hmm. the business obviously has grown since then, five years, and we've kind of focused in three areas. So retail, which is fixtures and fittings and obsolete stock. Uh, commercial, like classes, office furniture, and actually we do medical equipment as well. And then we do construction materials. So that's demolition, a lot of refurbs. Okay. materials. Wow. And so and is the business funded by the companies that you're essentially taking their unwanted furniture and, and fittings and all these things and yeah. so we, rent them? Yeah, so we make money from charging the corporate a listing fee um, and that's based on annual fees for the big corporates and if it's a really tiny business that's just doing a one-off move or you know a one-man band we do a £10 listing fee. So five chairs or 500 chairs is £10, five chairs, five tables is £20 and so on. And is that, I presume that's how Glowchain is funded? Yes. So, um, it, yeah, it made money, three years, we broke even, completely self-funded, I put money in myself and, um, and that's how it makes money on that side. And for the corporate, they're actually making a massive saving because they would have spent it on waste hiring. Right, oh, right. So it's a positive impact on them yeah, in more exactly. ways than one. Have. And what sort of companies do you work with and contribute towards Um So it's it's anyone from big, big retailers, so shops, um, we have hotels, uh, we've got hospitals, give medical equipment, we do um, smaller businesses, like well, actually we work with waste companies as well, small waste companies, um, we have restaurants on board, um, we have um, builders, contractors, and uh, just general like office corporate white collar worker workers as well. 
And is it is it the you know the, the kind of the taking of the equipment presumably is, is the hard part, is it? Or is it um, finding the charities to No, so we that's the, the kind of the beauty of tech. So we're a network, so we don't touch anything, we don't move anything, we don't have warehouses. So the corporate client will list the items. Um, alerts get sent to our members and whoever's interested requests it and picks up for free. So um, what you find is like the small to medium sized charities are really nimble and quick. So it's like less than 24 hours um, before it's worth it. In fact something went on today and I was looking at it going, these are nice chairs, there was a hundred of them and uh, before you knew it a charity's already requested it before the alert goes out. So they're pretty quick. So you really bridge the gap and you connect the two? Yeah, we connect the two because uh, companies and charities speak to you very different languages so the system enables a bit more transparency with the data that we collect but also it quickens the process and I, I, I the smaller charities are really um, appreciative of the site because they would never be able to you know get in front of some of the bigger clients that we have compared to bigger charity groups is it that the is there another benefit there to charities in that they're potentially have the opportunity to build relationships with these companies or um, it, we try not to muddy the water we find that is the stigma with charities when uh, charities have approached big companies right, in the past okay. as they ask too much in the first sentence sure, sure. Um, but there's definitely relationships built with certain types of items and yeah. the companies enjoy giving the items and it motivates the company to give more mm. so the way we kind of approach that is basically by using the data that we collect from the charities so we ask feedback on how did it help you did it help you save money tell us a bit about your community engagement your projects did it help with upskilling employment so that in a way is communicating and then if a company wants to do something, um, that's separate, but we don't muddy the water and yeah. we're quite strict on that. I, what we don't allow is somebody to go, we need money off the site because that will just turn the charity um, the company off completely. Absolutely. And, I think um, and it's the wrong people as, as well. Yeah. yeah, and there are a lot of, kind of negative um, public opinion views on charities, which are probably caused that's by the, problem. The, yeah. the bad marketing. Yeah, and that's the reason a lot of companies yeah. don't like giving to charities. So what we're trying to prove is charities are good, they do pick up, um, and they're, they're, they are reliable, yeah, yeah. And, um, and it's the trust that the companies have got in us to monitor that. Um, and we, you know, it's our reputation at stake if a charity oversteps the mark in some way. Sure. Yeah. So, talking about um, monitoring and regulations, actually, how does the company ensure safety stands, for example, yeah. or compliance? So, um, when it's simple picking up tables and chairs, that the TNCs basically the charities do sign off that they've got their own public liability insurance. They're covered because you know we expect them if they're doing donations and collections, they've got that covered. But they do there's specific um, situations where maybe they're coming onto construction sites or it's the medical equipment. The company will ask for a, a further signature on specific things. Um, but again, it's about each person taking responsibility. So you know, the suing is um, they, they can't sue if they're picking up something and it doesn't work. It's in their responsibility to check on the electrical side and everything. But you find that you know the charities. Pick Picking up these things, uh, charities that are used to picking up those items, sure. or they have the they equipment and pack testing, and yeah, you know, you're not getting a social enterprise pick up a medical patient bed sure. unless there's a reason for them to do that. And normally, they're disaster recovery charities that take right. that type of thing. So. And do you sort of monitor? We yeah, we monitor everything. Um, we're going to bring in some feedback. Um, they're pretty. They're you know, most of the charities now are pretty good. 
so they, they understand how the system works and I think it's easy for them because it's a very quick now request we're picking up they get the details and they just pick up so it's it's been quite an interesting we, we, we've created some great relationships with some charities and charity networks and obviously you're an international organization too yeah. do you have any particular success areas um, so yeah so Africa we've got some strong charity representatives here that takes up their predominantly disaster recovery so um, we do at the moment Sierra Leone Kenya Guinea Ghana Ukraine and Libya and um, most of the medical equipment like drip stands medical beds and solutions in date they go abroad to be reused in hospitals or Ebola crisis areas where it's very rural places where they can't source that equipment or they can't afford to buy it and we get great videos and engagement on that side yeah so we've done that and uh, we just started in uh, Germany um, Milwaukee and Houston and Houston was interesting because okay. Houston actually opened up to small businesses and it was a lot of um, office furniture from a big bank that went to uh, the hurricane crisis so right. a lot of people required things after the hurricane Harvey. How is it that you've got all of these charities from around the world and, yeah. and companies from around the world mm. too how, how, what, how is it kind of reaching out across the world? Is it, are they just finding you on the website or social um, media? Do you know what, at the beginning, yeah. I don't know how, some miracle. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, a lot of it's word of mouth. Yeah. Um, so charities tell charities, small businesses tell charities. Um, I did a lot. I do a lot of speaking events globally. Um, you know, we've done events in the past. We've engaged with videos and content, but also through networks of charity networks yeah. as well. So we work quite closely with Charity Retail Association and Hospices UK, and just gen I mean, it's been five years. So general, just a hub of mm. marketing, basically. Um, and uh, but most, to be honest, have found us. Like found yeah. us with some shape or form or read about us somewhere or something or some feedback on Twitter. Twitter's been great for engaging with a lot of charities. Um, and we get to learn kind of what charities want and you know if we've got something really last minute we know who to call up right, and, uh, yeah. and cheat the system a little bit and go, you know, like, okay, there's this tomorrow, can you pick up? And it's a win-win, I suppose, because then the company gets it out of their, whether it's a building they're leaving or, or they just seem building. And the, the charity gets the kit they're looking for straight away. Yeah, exactly. The company saves a little bit of money on the waste. Um, the social impact data is really interesting from them. They do want to know where it's gone, so the transparency is better in that way, and we kind of provide that. Um, and it must be quite encouraging as well for them to actually know exactly. Where and it's it going. motivates them. Yeah. If they, you know, yeah. we've had some really lovely stories of charities yeah. saying we're the lifeline, and that's encouraged the company do more and they've won awards on the back of it mm. and they love the fact some are local charities so there's a real empathy and motivation around the human aspect of it definitely and also it's quick so for companies it's about convenience and efficiency so our net because we're a network you know the system kind of works so quickly and the charities are so used to grabbing stuff and it's great stuff like a lot of it is not waste and the charity doesn't have to feel pressurized and taking everything so before when they partner up I know many big charities they'll say yes to everything from a big corporate and at the end of the year they incinerate it or they dispose of it so there's a cost and obviously it's all it's not good on the environment so this way the charities only requesting things that they want so there's not that pressure of that partnership of like yeah we'll take the lot and then not tell you we're throwing it away. So does it also work in the reverse? If a charity or an organisation were after something specific, yeah. could they do a specific call out? Um, so do no, we don't do that because everybody wants something. So Good point. Um, yeah, so it just dilute the site Fine. with wanted. Yeah. But 
we do have in their account page they can adjust their alerts to say alert me only when or when these specific items of this type category yeah. comes up so we have charities you know say just alert me when it's medical equipment just alert me when it's computers or vacuums or something so that's the way we've we've, we've done that at the moment in the future who knows but I, I, it works well like that rather than almost like a wanted notice board that I just think no one will look, you know, corporate doesn't have time to look, so they won't be looking going out of the goodness of their heart to do something. It would just be too much of a marketplace. Yeah, yeah. it'll just yeah. be too diluted. So the charities, are they wanting for one of a better word, kits? Would, would we call it kits or equipment or whatever? Yeah, it depends the on who they group. are, to be honest. So yeah. we have NGOs, charities and social enterprises um, and kind of non-profit mm. companies, kicks. Um, and it just depends on what they want. So some of it is just basic furniture for their own offices. As I said, the medical equipment, it's to source for hospitals and schools and universities. Um, some are really smart. They upcycle and resell them. I was going to ask, yeah, got, do they, are they selling yeah. it through existing shops and online They're shops, like eBay shop. Um, so we so ask really them. as an income generator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, that's the biggest thing. It saves them, either saves them money from buying assets for their own company or it's an income generator and a lot of the companies don't mind you sell it in their stock. There's a couple of companies that only request reuse so we do refugee charities, homeless charities but you know we have British Heart Foundation on board, we, there's a lot of Emmaus shops, there's a lot of shops, Salvation Army so you know it's purely up to the company how they want to offer it and, and the, yeah the charities make lots of money and also there's been a couple of smart charities where they've used it to gain grant funding so the way they've done that, if they, they basically if they get government funded or they have to fill an application in, they'll say, you know, we use Globechain to save us £10,000 rather than buying this furniture or these goods or these computers. Yeah. So that £10,000 then equates to maybe a part-time job for the year. So what, what they've done is they've created one employment. And uh, what do grant funding applications want to see? Increase employment with the funding yeah, and sustainable businesses or sustainable charities. That makes a lot of sense because with trust applications and things like that, you yeah. know, that you have a line on your budget saying equipment costs. Where yeah. you can say that's covered. We just want your money to help us with whatever stuff. Exactly. And, um, and some of them have used us for PR as well to say this is what they've done and they've redistributed it. And we had one charity in Ghana. On the back of that, they got like their version of BBC News. Um, and then on the back of that, they got funding. So they were a bit unknown. So it's quite nice to have helped that process yeah. like a domino effect yeah. really but they're the innovation yeah. uh, the, the ones doing that but I like the ones where they take it and change it change yeah. the items into something and resell or use it as art installations or for community projects so and some of them use it for apprenticeships yeah. so we have a lot of construction charities that teach apprentices to do things so they take materials and products yeah. as well We've had, we've had uh, prisons take computers, teach young offenders how to fix them, yeah. and then they sell them and the money goes to homeless charities, so we collect two impacts there. So basically you've got the upskilling or potentially the young offender not reoffending, mm -hmm. and then potentially getting a job, and then the money obviously helps the charity fundraise for their causes. Wow. So, um, so that's the data we try and capture. Yeah. And, and I suppose in terms of fitting in with um, companies' environmental policies? Exactly. And to me, that's like a byproduct. Yeah. Like the companies know that they don't need educating. Sure. And if we could, we've done four million, uh, no, actually, it's a bit more now. It's five million, 4.9 last week, 4.9 million kilos diverted from landfill. So we've had over 200,000 items. 
for the site. Yeah, and it's about a million saving to charities so far. So yeah, it's incredible, incredible to be able to track all of that. Yeah, actually, I think that's a real which selling no one's point. done. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no one's done to date. So the idea is to standardise it and yeah. and really generate some valuable data for corporates and charities in the future as well. Yeah. yeah. How many members do you have? We've got around ten thousand. Right. So in the UK, and then we've just started to grow internationally. So for charities listening to this, for people who work for charities listening to this, so the best place for them to start if they're interested in, and I mean, there's so much to be interested in here, yeah. is presumably going to the website. Literally it? just going to the, the website in your country, so for us it's .co.uk, yeah. and then they register for free, so it's just an email address and password, and to opt in to alerts if they want them, sure. um, and then that's it, and then they just sit back, they can search for the site, and it's for free. So and it's really simple. for companies, exactly. it's the same idea to go to the website, register. Yeah, exactly. It's surprising how many uses you can have yeah. for, for the goods and materials and resources. Yeah. But actually, it's not necessarily obvious to everyone what you can do with it. That's the point. And some, I know some charities yeah. have been like, well, we've never taken, because we do Simba mattresses, and they're like, we've never taken mattresses before, but let's try and see yeah. if it's worth some money. And, yeah. and they realise there's a little revenue stream. So it's about educating them that you don't have to just beg for the money. Mm. Yeah. And be a bit more creative yeah. with how, how you're getting the money and as well as your funding. You know, or saving money or something. So that's the really like you need to change their mentality a little bit. The smaller ones, the, the big ones have got it. Yeah. Sussed. And they've got the resources <laughs> like, behind like it to make it work. Yeah. Well, like when you talk about it, it's really clear. I mean, the, the benefits yeah. to everyone involved. I mean, yeah. It's just. It's a win win in a way. Yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. Really we always ask the person requesting the item for free is the one arranging their own transportation. So all the charities in the UK, they, they pretty much hire their man and van or they've got their corporate. Yeah. Um, They've got their own logistics in place. We do have a partner tech company on the site called Nimber at the moment, um, and they do, it's like an Uber for careers. So oh, they right. do, it's oh, people wonderful. traveling from say Oxford to London daily, mm -hmm. yeah. will give you a quote uh, to pick up, and it's insured as well. So Nimber will deal with that, but we can give, we talk to the systems, and they can give you a quote, um, but it's completely like, we don't deal with it, it's the case that we sure. just offer sure. our service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but we find most people have their own. Would that yeah. be an area of growth? Yes. So certain collaborations to actually help facilitate? Yeah, we're looking at um, a more sophisticated reverse logistics model for Europe and mm. distribution mm. cross-border. Mm. So that would help a lot of um, charities that may want to take things somewhere else. So you must be happy with how this has grown over five years, because it sounds like it. it's, it's incredible, really. Yeah, it's turned into a bit of a good monster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, no, 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 definitely. I think um, it, we're at an exciting time yeah. to kind of just create something that could be really powerful and I think um, enable a lot of people to do different things and I think the market and the timing of waste and food waste, plastic waste and it's just a matter of time before it's waste and uh, waste is not going to be waste in the future, it's going to be our resource. So I, I think this is the time to be more innovative with how charities operate because funding is probably reduced with Brexit as well. So I think people can be really creative. Leia Haruni for joining us in Charity Chat. Thank you. Thank you, it's been a pleasure. There we go, dear listener. That was May Al-Karuni speaking with Vicky Luck and I about the work of Globechain. During that uh, recording, we did get interrupted by a rather loud customer. So 
there were a few bits we didn't quite record, and I'll cover those now. Uh, we spoke about Globechain and the future of Globechain, and May and her team are looking at how they can now help charities further from a data perspective, including recording the positive effects on the environment that Globechain, the companies and the charities they work with are having, as well as how charities are benefiting financially from being part of this circular economy model. And um, Globechain are also going to be growing internationally, which is exciting, and improving the supply chain and transparency of reuse. And we spoke about how potentially charities working in other countries can now use Globechain, and also if they have projects in other countries, potentially they can start to use Globechain for that in the future too. So if you'd like to find out more about Globechain specifically, do go to our website, charitychat.org.uk. We've got a YouTube video on there and also a few other links which you might find useful, whether you're a charity or you're just interested. Um, and uh, also it's incredible, I think, to say that uh, Globechain have managed to divert so much from landfill, which is really exciting, 4.9 million kilos to date, which is incredible. And, uh, and they've also saved charities about a million pounds, which is incredible too. So they're, uh, they're all clearly contributing to the circular economy. Just to thank May Al-Karuni for her time. I know she's extremely busy with this uh, business, keeping her very busy, and to give us her time as well to meet with us was fantastic. So we're really grateful for that. And hopefully we'll get to speak to May in the future. Just a big thank you to you as well, dear listener, for listening to the podcast. And for all of you who have been in touch with uh, episode ideas and feedback, we really appreciate it. If you'd like to get in touch with us or find out more about the podcast, including links and signposting relating to each topic covered, please do visit our website, charitychat.org.uk. It's just left for me to thank our sponsors, Giant Squid Audio Lab for sponsoring our podcast kit, Magda Axamit for the beautiful pro bono website design, see our website, charitychat.org.uk, RR Yard Photography for the images that they have provided free of charge to jazz up our website and Forest of Fools who have been playing throughout the show and are playing us out right this moment. Thank you all for listening. Speak to you soon. Cheerio. Bye.